Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey guys, Garen here, your friendly neighborhood garden squirrel. Just a quick announcement, some exciting news. We are celebrating our 100th episode We're doing a live show on Friday, September 8th at Flappers in Burbank at 7.30. Tickets are going to be $15 online and $25 at the door. We are going to have a ticket link for you very, very soon, but I just wanted to drop in and give you the big news in advance. So keep an eye out for that. And in the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that can kill you, like ghost guns. Ooh, spooky. How about shark attacks? Nope. Toxic plants. And the things that just make you wish you were dead. Like being publicly outed for dandruff. Oh, I got vault. How about going to a family reunion and there's not even any crocodile being served? I mean, what the hell? Why even have a family reunion? Why? Here's one. Going too hard after your crush. Oh, boy. Been there. Mm, Done that. You know what doesn't make you feel embarrassed? Our theme song? Never. Nope. Just makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Let's play it. Mm. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air. Can't fight the feeling. Goblin down. Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to How to Survive. Enjoy our show already. Enjoy- <laughs> yeah. If you're not already enjoying it, what's wrong with you? Are you having fun yet? So, Chris. Yes. You went out of town this weekend. I did. To a family reunion. I did. How much deer meat did you eat? You know what's weird? I ate zero deer meat and okay. sadly zero crocodile. That's what it was. It was the crocodile. And boar. There was none served. So, what? 
Okay, first of all, I want to know why the crocodile wasn't served. Because well, this my, was a big lead up to the crocodile. That's what I thought was going to happen. Right. And so... I mean, I, you missed Taylor Swift so that you could eat crocodile, right? I know. And when we were flying in, we passed so high <laughs> and I could see all the lights in the stadium. And I just was looking out the window with this feeling of deep sadness. Did you not buy... Did you not get tickets for another date? I haven't. No. Oh, oh I so I okay. didn't. I did make a profit, a pretty nice profit, Good. off of my sales. But it's, I did. I couldn't make as much of a profit as I didn't make as much of a profit as I probably could have because I just because you feel gross because right? I felt gross. Yeah, I so I didn't do that. Anyway, I said to my brother, "Where's the crocodile?" Yeah, and he said, "Well, the head's in the on the mantelpiece. You can go take a look at that." And I was like, no, the meat. And he's like, oh, we didn't cook any. You could probably get Amanda to cook some tomorrow. But that was, wasn't that the whole draw? I mean, I think, I don't know why. There was a lot of meat. Oh, okay. But I I don't even think I ate any meat. So, really? Okay, so paint the picture. Where was it held? Okay, so it was was there. It was held at my brother's. He has a very large property out in the country. Okay. With a pond and a dock, and you can swim and fish in his backyard. And he's a farmer now. He's a farmer? Yeah. He has three pigs. He has like 20 chickens, two roosters. So he sells the eggs and he... He, I don't think he sells it. I don't, oh, he's I just like, like a, a hobbyist. So okay. they eat the eggs and they Great. they butcher the pigs. They, okay. they don't do it themselves. They Once the pigs are fat enough, they send them away. They have them butchered. They okay. have the chickens, whatever you call that, when the chickens are ready. They Killed. Grow, they grow them up. They grow them up and then they choke them? Then they, they choke, the chicken? choke them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> choke them out. So good. Yeah. That's how you say it. Is this your brother with the, all the gun collection? Yep. Mm-hmm. He still has those for hunting. Uh, and then they eat those chickens up. Okay. And then they have a huge garden. Nice. So they're, you know, they're living off the land. <laughs> they're self-sustaining. Are they off the grid? No. Not yet. Oh, are they getting there? They might be, oh. you know. Is there a generator in their future? Oh, they probably have they one. Really I know he's generator. using some solar. So I think oh, it's okay. like we meet in a, in the middle in a weird right. way the for solar. very different <laughs> right. reasons. Right. Um, so. Uh, Does he have a go bag? I bet you. No, you know what? I don't know. Oh, if he's he not going anywhere. No, no, he's hunkering no. down. He's hunkering down. He he is the destination for all gotcha. of us. I was like, oh, you're like the guy. You're like Nick Offerman from The Last of Us. And right. he was like, what? He had not seen oh, no. that show. So I was like, you should watch it. Um, that's who you are. Like he's. You're telling your brother that he's gay. I mean, <laughs> is that going to go for well? I mean. I didn't think about that part. <laughs> that's probably what's going to come I, away with it. I thought it was a compliment. So that's where it is. Okay. Um, I don't know most. I don't know a lot of the people there because it's also Amanda, who is his uh, partner, his girlfriend. It's a lot of her family. Okay. And there's also friends. Okay. So it's a big group of people, and I I don't know. Is a your lot mother of there? My is your mom father there? And dad are both there. Oh, okay. Obviously not together. Now, how do they interact when they're together? As little as possible. Oh, okay. My dad attempts to make conversation, and she kind of just walks away. Oh, wow. She's like, yeah, I don't. I mean, she she'll say like hello, but she doesn't really okay. want to have a lot of conversation with him. So. Uh, lots of aunts and cousins and people I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It was very pleasant. Mm-hmm. No one got in any fights. Wow, I great. Think, you know, there wasn't really alcohol being consumed. 
There wasn't? No, that's not that's not a good mix with my family. Oh, okay. So that was I think there might have been a little bit somewhere that wasn't really you know on display. On display. Okay. Most people were drinking pop. Okay. Pepsi. Okay. You know what it is? You can't get a Coke there. Oh, that now that's frustrating. I was really horrified. Everybody drinks Pepsi. I mean, even when you go here to a restaurant or something that only serves Pepsi products. You're like, what? What are you trying to do? What, yeah. You're just trying to come in second? Like, why? When you're at a movie theater why? and they just have Pepsi. Pepsi. I'm so oh, that sad. Makes me so mad. That's why I sneak my stuff in. Yeah. Wait, are there movie theaters that only have Pepsi? The one by us is just really? Pepsi, and I cannot tolerate it. That's weird. I'll, I'll, no, thank you. I'll drink toilet Not water. Not part of the generation. No. <laughs> Guys, what? if you are hankering for some classic rock... <laughs> I know where to send you. Okay. It is in every Uber. Oh, it is okay. A lot in, of Steve Miller going on. Oh, <laughs> you will get your fill of Steve, Mil- fill of Steve Miller of uh, Boston. Yeah. I think I heard every song by Boston. Our guest today has some very funny uh, yes. riffs on classic um, rock. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was everywhere. I mean, of course it was at the reunion. Yeah. It was... It's, it's just, you can't get... Just a Sweet Home Alabama you, oh, 24-7. I heard a lot of Leonard Skinner. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of Journey, a lot of REO Speedwagon. Um, oh, some hair bands came in. I oh, heard okay. some Skid Row. Nice. That Cinderella. Song. Cinderella. Some Rat. Forgot okay. that we were in a band. Sure. Two T's. Yep. Two T's to please you. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that tease you. No, they I double just, tease you. Oh, that should that be. would have been on a t-shirt. Oh, my God. Two T's to please you. But with a Z. Two T's to please. Right. Yeah, so... I I think I have my fill now. Here's a fun moment I'll share. This did not happen at the reunion, but it actually happened yesterday. So we had like a little bit of time before our flight. So we went over to my brother's to sit on his. He has a big back porch, you know, mm-hmm. that overlooks his property. And we were sitting there. It was me and my daughter. Benji was off with my dad, my brother and his girlfriend, my mom. We're all hanging out talking. And Alex decides she wants to braid my hair. And I'm like, sure, she's going to practice okay. French braiding my hair. Okay. She, and everyone's talking. She goes, Mom, oh, my God, you have lice. And I was like, what? You have lice. You have lice. What? And so my brother's girlfriend comes over and she goes, let me take a look at this. <laughs> so she then takes she takes a fire flamethrower to your head. She's in, there was actually like a, a flamethrower shooter right there at <laughs> That's the why table. I knew there was. <laughs> there was. And she gets in my hair, too. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, no, no. It's just she just has some um, dry scalp. <laughs> Oh my God! But like dandruff, yeah. So everyone at oh the table no. now knows this. Oh my God, that's amazing! Yeah, big announcement. Big. Our one hundredth episode is coming up. Ooh, we need and music. We are doing music a live show in person in Burbank in the flesh. Okay, so all of that was true. Seven thirty p.m. Um, in Flappers, we will be recording our hundredth show. Um, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to wear. I know. I was thinking about it too. I don't know. I don't know. How, I have something how in how mind. To go. Okay, we'll we'll talk later so yes. we can coordinate or or not clash or not match too much. I guess. Yes. But um, guest TB uh, D D. Um, we are working on that, and also the link. I don't have yet to order the tickets, but I will let you know now that. Online, the tickets will be $15, which includes a $5 service fee. And in person, the tickets will be uh, $25, which includes a $5 purchase 
uh, fee. So obviously buy them online. Yes. And don't be a fool. <laughs> don't be a fool. Don't you fool. Don't walk up and buy the tickets. And a lucky listener who is a subscriber to our Patreon. You already entered to win. You the at the highest level. Yes, our assess the situation uh, Patreon members. You are entered into a drawing to win two tickets already. So if you have been on the fence of right. like, ah, yeah, I did want to join that Patreon, but I just keep forgetting. It's on my to-do list, but everything in life is so busy and I keep right. forgetting. Now's your chance because we aren't doing the drawing until our next bonus episode. Right. So, yeah. So you still have time to get in and uh, we'll announce it on, right, like we said, the next bonus episode for August. Which Absolutely. we have to <laughs> schedule. I we better realized. schedule that. We better get on the it. fucking stick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we're very excited. Um, I'm super excited. Yeah. It'll be fun. Will there be some giveaways of merch? Yes. If you if you want to get merch, by the way, um, you know to go to howtosurvive.threadless.com. Mm-hmm. Pick up some merch. Um, we're basically... I mean... There's no way you can't find your merch at this point. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's at our website. It's on our link tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get there so many ways. Oh, I think Garen's going to be in a Speedo, right? Yeah. At the live show? Rainbow Speedo? I, I mean, if you guys want to. We insist. I, I can find one of those. Yeah. Welcome. You know what? We. Oh, you know what we should do? What? We should have the Speedo and the front should say, remain calm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And right? then if he, if he doesn't remain calm. Yes. What you see is like a shark <laughs> coming up. <laughs> a shark fin. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like yes. an interactive Mad Magazine type Speedo. You know what this might be? I'm starting to feel like we are not um, using proper boundaries right now. Garen. <laughs> With Garen? Yes. He doesn't mind. What if he ends up suing us? Oh my God. We good luck. Just good, good luck. luck getting anything. Yeah, good luck. I'm going to talk to you about plants that can kill you. <gasps> Poison Ivy. Actually, no. Oh, I meant the DC villain. Oh. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant the movie with uh, Drew Barrymore. You know, I think I've seen parts of that. I mean, but it's literally about a teenager who seduces like a married man, right? Yeah. Like that yeah. shouldn't really be allowed to be made. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, where, where the teenager is the one who's the bad person and not well, the- Well, A, that. And the married yes. man is like, I'm innocent of this. Is that Carrie Elway's? No, I think it's no. That Tom... was Crush, I think. Oh, okay, with Alicia Silverstone. Okay, same movie, but different cast. Poison Ivy has Sarah Gilbert. Is it Tom Skerritt? Drew Barrymore, and yes, it is Tom Skerritt. She just can't Boy. keep her hands off of Tom Skerritt. Nope, just she can't. Famous hunk, Tom Skerritt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think she's I do like... like Tom Skerritt though? Actually, I do, he's and he's, he's, he's very pretty... he, he's uh, he's handsome and stuff. But I mean, is he? Teenager is gonna go no. raging crazy. I, maybe I don't know. I don't know. we'd have to Google the maybe that, it's a dad thing. The the year of of I'm scared <laughs> of that year. Anyway, okay, okay. I'm gonna start with a plant that's oh this is a tree. Listen to this. It's so poisonous. You don't even have to come in contact with it to have to be harmed. You just have to think about it. Yep. Don't think about it, guys. It's called the manchineal tree. They're found throughout Florida Everglades. Okay. Central America and the Caribbean. Okay. Inhaling the sawdust or <gasps> smoke from the 30-foot tall tree may result in coughing, laryngitis, and bronchitis. Okay. Some reports suggest that even standing beneath the tree during a rainstorm and being splashed can cause ratches. ratches. 
Do you know rashes? You don't want to get rashes. Yeah. Rashes and itching park under its low branches and the sap can seriously damage the paint of your car. Okay. So here's a question because I know nothing about nature. Okay. Is there a purpose for this tree in nature? In other, in other words, why is it around? Why does it exist? Yes. Well, I can't answer that specifically sure. about this tree. I don't have that information. But I would say, yes, everything in nature has a purpose. Yeah. The tree probably developed this to ward off some kind of animal right. oh, from okay. eating it. All right. You know, developed this level of poison. But I don't know specifically why this tree did that. I wonder what it looks like. I'm going to have to look this up. Man- what is it called? Man- Manchineal. I will, in our newsletter... I'm going to actually do one this week. I didn't do one last week because I was, you know, listening to all that classic rock. That's okay. Um, I'll have photos of all the great stuff. Okay. Direct contact, obviously, is far more hazardous. The sap can squirt from the tree when the twigs are snapped off and go right into your eyes. Whoa. I mean, it doesn't know to point to go into your eyes, obviously. It's not like the sap I don't know. has that. T- I, I think it might. It might be smart enough. It might be spite. It's a spiteful tree. It is. Boy, that would be a good movie to watch. <laughs> the spiteful this. tree. The spiteful tree. <laughs> yeah. It's like the giving tree, except he, yes. the opposite. Is that a Roald Dahl book? No, it's a... Uh, spiteful tree? It's um, Shel Silverstein. Yeah. Who oh, the giving tree. <laughs> when, <laughs> when my kids were little, they thought he was related to Bruce Springsteen. Oh, that's they, so he, cute. They thought they were brothers. Oh my god, that's so cute! I just read a tweet where someone was like, "My kid, my kid just my toddler just came up to me and said there's a man in the house and was kind of scared and then showed the back of a Shel Silverstein book. That's what the kid was looking at because he's sort of like menacing looking. Yes, yes. Like he was a handsome guy, but he was bald with a beard and he was like too sexy, sort of seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a seventies sexy kind of like cult leader type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And some of his poems were. A little bit too, like some of them are, gr- I mean, they're scary a little bit. Yeah. And men- and we menacing. love them. Yeah. My yeah, sister this, for this sale. Horrifying. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That, yeah. He, oh, yeah. he for sure looks like a cult leader. Yeah. That one's not a good. <laughs> a charismatic cult leader. Not a good one. Okay. Sometimes this tree grows near the beach. So another oh. of its name is called the beach apple. And so tourists vacationing on the coast of Central America and the Caribbean often encounter this tree and suffer the consequences. Wow. They're like, oh, look at these yeah. beach apples. Chomp, chomp. Okay. So if you're heading to those areas, avoid the manchineal tree or else. So I guess it does grow these little... Oh, I forgot to read this part first. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Way I, was, to skip I missed a, something about the apple. I, okay. I skipped this part. Ingestion of the deceptive... We- <laughs> Ingestion of the deceptively sweet crab apple like fruits is oh. known to blister the mouth and cause the throat to swell shut. Jesus. Then the gastrointestinal problems begin. Well, that might not matter if your throat is closed shut. I mean, you're you're it's all it's going wrong in all parts. Jesus. So if you come across this tree, or if you just come across a tree with crab apple fruits growing and you're in the caribbean the everglades yeah just just stay away don't go near it if you get the skin irritation from the tree wash the skin well use cold compresses take benadryl and i would say you know call 911 call poison control yeah and you like to wear a manchineal sweater during the fall too right that's part of your so soft i love a good rash yeah. Because I like to get a new layer of skin yes. every fall. Yes. 
Yes. So I stay looking, you know, young from the uh, neck down. Mm-hmm. Next, we're going to talk about something called Jimson weed. I okay, I've heard of that. I bet you have. You know why? It's also called the Devil's Trumpet. Ooh, how about that? This plant actually looks like it wants to kill you. So it has pointy leaves and fruit that uh, has these, it's green spheres. It's covered with long, sharp spines. Uh, It stinks. Okay. The nectar and petals of the white lavender trumpet-shaped flowers are dangerous. The whole thing, even the, the entire plant, is tainted with toxins atropine and scopolamine scopolamine one of those so european settlers in the new world discovered the potency and it grows throughout canada the united states and the caribbean so in jamestown some of the colonists made the mistake of having it for dinner oh shit they would have experienced uh dilated pupils racing heartbeat hallucination delirium aggressive behavior and possibly coma or seizures so this plant, this plant has also been linked to the darker arts, oh. witchcraft and voodoo. Okay, uh, because of the hallucinogenic properties, it's been used as a, like people use it as a drug. Right. Don't don't do that, guys. Uh, it's really dangerous, and you need to avoid it. If you accidentally ingest it, you need to call nine one one for emergency assistance. Call poison control, and unless this a healthcare professional tells you to do this. Do not induce vomiting. Okay. That's, unless I tell you differently as I go throughout these plants, <laughs> don't induce vomiting. And you, why is that? Because I think that can make things worse as it comes back up. Oh. So oh, they're going to often want you to um, swallow charcoal oh. instead to dilute the properties of okay. the poison instead of having you vomit All right. things up. They're going to ask you to clean the mouth to remove any main remaining pieces, wipe the mouth with a wet cloth, and always try to take the plant to the ER with you. Oh. So you're going to want to have that information. You're going to want to try so to you know. you can sue it? Of course. <laughs> File police report. Yeah, you're going to call, um, who's that guy, the uh, Beard of Justice? Oh, oh. Um, What's his name? Yeah, uh, the guy on the billboards. Yeah, Beard of Justice. Why can't I think of his oh, name? James... James James something father it's not father James Misty father John Misty no it's he's got that he was married to a real housewife why don't we know who he is oh I don't know who you're Did talking you know about that? yeah that's uh, the guy beard wait of, the guy who's bald beard of justice is that sweet James sweet, sweet James yes sweet James yeah sweet James but is he really bald is he really okay so that guy is married to a real housewife he was I think they're divorced of which now. what Orange County I bet probably Orange County yeah all right I mean no offense but probably Orange I County mean, Offense taken. Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, here's the next one. Aconite. It's commonly referred to as monkshood because the top of the flower resembles the monastic head covering. Okay. So this produces blue, white, or flesh-colored bunches of flowers. Mm -hmm. Every part is laced with a toxin aconite. It's dangerous to consume or even touch. Okay. This is rare, but it typically... It typically occurs when gardeners or backpackers mistake its white carrot-like root for horseradish. Oh, no. So, yeah, this is what's going to happen is you're going to have burning in the mouth, increased salivation, vomiting, diarrhea, uh, heart irregularities, coma, sometimes death. Jesus. Just touching it can cause a tingling, uh, numbness, and uh, – oh, here's something interesting. They've u- People have used this in history to intentionally harm people. 
Nazi scientists. <gasps> Here we go. What? Use the plant's toxin to poison bullets. What? <laughs> Wait a second. Yes. Why do you have to poison a bullet? It's already a bullet. Because you're a Nazi. <laughs> oh, okay. Got like, it. Like, I don't want to just kill them. I, I want to ki- also ha- give them a rash. Exactly. <laughs> I want to I want to rash the inside of their dead body. Jesus. Shepherds in ancient Greece laced bait and arrows with aconite to kill wolves that preyed on their stock. From this latter use came another common name, wolfsbane. Sound familiar? Yes. Fans of the Harry Potter series will later oh. will recognize this as the plant Professor Snape brews to help Remus Lupin turn into a werewolf. Okay, yes. Yes, yes. So that's so Harry Potter's real, is what you're saying. Harry Potter is real. Okay. I, I don't think we're, there's any debate I'm about sorry, that. I'm sorry, I just wasn't sure. God, there's no cure or antidote. It's The treatment is going to serve to support the body and manage symptoms, right? So they're just going to, you're going to go into the emergency room mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, all right, we're going to keep an eye on you and hope you don't die. They're going to, you know, monitor your breathing, your blood pressure, your heart rate. They might be able to use some medications and some therapies, but there's nothing they can give you. Wow. And I mean, that's a lot of these poisons. It's yeah. they don't they don't have some like Wolfsbane antidote. antidote. Yeah. Here's some little fun stories. A 66 year old woman drank an herbal tea with monk's hood and needed four hours of medication and electric shocks before her heart rate was normal again. Holy fuck. A 21 year old man made himself capsules of dried monk's hood to treat his anxiety. Oh, what sweetheart, a, get on a good insurance plan. Dumb, dumb. It's you know what? It's really hard in this country. It is. You got to make your own wolf you bane. Gotta make, uh, your own, <laughs> make your own dried capsules. One night, he took three before bed and awoke with symptoms of poisoning. When he arrived at the hospital, his heart rate was forty-three beats per minute. He had to stay in the hospital for forty-eight days. Holy jeez. Yeah, that's right. All right. Here's this is I think this is really fascinating. This is called white snake root. Okay. Most people You know. also heard a lot of white snake root in oh my God. Ohio too, didn't <laughs> you? Oh, you know what? I had to climb on the front of a car <laughs> yeah. and do the dance. You did yeah. And well, do the slipping I mean, around. That's what your family wanted of you. Yeah. That's what they expect when I come. Good old times. They're like, just like you did when you were seventeen. <laughs> Let's get up on the car. <laughs> Most people know that John Wilkes Booth assassinated Abraham Lincoln, but did you know that a plant killed the president's mother? No. The culprit white snake root. So this shrubby shrubby plant grows to a height of 18 to 60 inches. It has serrated leaves and flowers. It's small and it grows in white clusters. Okay. The plant contains high levels of tremetol, a powerful toxin. Okay. So this is... This is wild to me. White snake root causes something called milk sickness. Okay. So people who consume milk or meat from a cow that has grazed on the highly poisonous plant. So the person affected can experience bad breath, loss of appetite, listlessness, vague pains, muscle stiffness, vomiting, severe constipation, coma, possibly death. So this was common, this milk sickness, Mm -hmm. until the 1920s. When farmers were like, oh, it's this white snake root, it's making our cows sick. So then they started getting the weeds away from their pastures and fencing cows so Mm -hmm. they couldn't wander into the woods and graze on this um, snake root. But this was too late for Lincoln's mother, who fought the the milk sickness for two weeks, and then she died. Wow. Huh. Yeah. She was deaded by it. I thought you were going to say that. John Wilkes Booth poisoned the bullet with 
this with the with the uh, flower like you were saying the nazis did that would be amazing that would be I amazing wish I could make that. overkill well let's pretend that's what it was okay you guys have probably heard of this poison ricin yes 007 movies i bet it's yeah. coming up a lot it comes from the castor bean plant mm. castor oil we know this it's like a vegetable oil it's mm -hmm. used in food additives flavors candy production mm -hmm. it's also used as a laxative people think it can induce labor labor but yeah guess what it don't work that's yeah. right there's no scientific evidence so the castor oil comes from the plant seeds which are poison Mm. They can be. They're they're those seed poisonings. Uh, it's the it's the coating of the seed. So the seed oh. poisonings are rare. It usually involves children and pets, but they can be deadly. As few as three seeds could kill a child who swallows them. Oh. So kids don't eat those castor yeah. beans. Um, it's the dust too that can be uh, really poisonous, where the beans are processed. In mm -hmm. ancient times, the castor bean was used in ointments. And allegedly, Cleopatra applied the oil to the whites of her eyes to brighten them. Holy shit. Yeah, people back then really did not know what they were doing. Unlike now. No, we really know what we're yeah. doing. Death from rice and poisoning can take place within 36 to 72 hours of exposure, depending on the route of exposure, and the dose received. No antidote exists for wow. ricin. Call 911 and pray. All right, I'm going to go down to... Number one with a bullet, most poisonous. Poison, Does yeah. anybody know what it is? Oh, no. You're going to go, oh, yeah, when I okay. say it. Marijuana. <laughs> yes. Avoid it at all costs, <laughs> druggies. It'll have you leaping off a building. Mm -hmm. and that's, if that's not poison, I don't know what is. No. Oleander. Oh. It's okay. considered to be, by many, the most poisonous plant of in the world, all parts of the beautiful oleander contain poison. Several types of poison. Two of the most potent are oleandrin and narine, known for their powerful effect on the heart. It's so mm. strong, in fact, that it can poison a person who simply eats the honey made by bees that have ingested Jesus. oleander nectar. So it's a beautiful plant, despite its deadly reputation. It's often planted for decorative purposes. Okay. Um, it's native to Far East, but it's been introduced to the United States. It grows easily. Um, it's uh, can be six to eighteen feet tall. Whoa! What? I know. It can be different colors. It can be yellow, red, pink, or white. Mm -hmm. um, it has lovely flowers and fragrance. Animals know instinctively to avoid the plant. Okay, because I was going to say there's some plants or flowers. Yeah, I guess both. That, like, if you have a cat, they say, do not have these, yeah. you know, don't have these around. We have a couple of those, and my cat will not stop eating them. <laughs> and I'm like, you dummy. And he's like, I don't know, I'm fine. <laughs> They're often used for highway barriers, which okay. I thought was interesting. Um, it's a popular choice around new construction zones as it prevents erosion. I guess it's, okay. it's, it kind of grows like a weed. But I'm also like, do we really want this just yeah, growing kind of, wildly yeah. everywhere? Especially when it smells good and little kids are like, right. mommy, smell this flower and sticking it in your face. Right. A single ingested oleander leaf can kill a child. Jesus. Um, if the victim survives the initial 24 hours, his or her odds of surviving increase dramatically. For successful treatment, the patient is induced to vomit. Okay. His or her stomach may be pumped or he or she may be fed activated charcoal to absorb as much of the poison as possible. So, I mean, you know, if you're in a situation, 
I would just call 911. Yeah. Immediately. All of these. For all of these. Did your kids do a lot of um, eating of dirt and like picking up things and putting them oh, in their mouths? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But we never had a plant situation. Thank God. I can't believe Benjamin didn't somehow oh. find oleander and I know. Gr- grind it into a paste, put it on a piece of bread, and then eat it. He's probably doing that right now. He probably is. Okay, are you guys ready for a story? So ready. Are you guys ready to participate in a story? I'm ready. Okay, this is like a... With two T's. <laughs> two T's to please. Um, all right. In his 20-year career as a New York police detective, Kevin Rogers says he never met the likes of Victoria Nazirova. It started on September 2nd, 2016, with what seemed like a routine call. She is a very colorful criminal. Extremely brazen, diabolical. It was a call from patrol stating that we have a, a woman advising that there are items missing from her bedroom. The woman was a beauty... Wait. Is that you? Is that still me? Go ahead, yeah. The woman was a beauty stylist named Olga Tizik, who did eyelash extensions at a nearby salon. Patrol officers told Rogers she reported items including purses had vanished from her home. I grabbed my partner and we headed out to this uh, woman's house. She told Rogers she had just returned home from the hospital, where she said she'd been in and out of consciousness with severe dizziness and nausea. When he got to the scene, Olga, a Ukrainian immigrant, still seemed a bit woozy. Can you remember it all? The police asking you questions. (sighs) No, I don't remember. She says the only thing she remembered was that frantic client from the salon had come to her house, a Russian woman named Victoria Nazirova, who had wanted her eyelashes extended in a hurry. I need an emergency eyelash repair done. Please, 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 Olga said. I never have done that before. Every bit of work I do is in my salon. Olga had told her client she had no appointments available, but she says Victoria was in the habit of being pushy. She'd repeatedly suggested they spend time together outside of work. She starts acting like she's my friend, you know. Feeling uneasy, Olga had refused Victoria's offers to hang out, and she noticed something else about Victoria. Something visually unsettling. An uncanny physical resemblance. I thought she looked like me. While Olga had turned down socializing with Victoria, she relented to her pleas for eyelash help and told her to come over. Olga's uneasy feeling returned when Victoria showed up at her door with three small slices of cheesecake. It's from, like, famous bakery, like famous cheesecake. Olga says Victoria quickly gobbled up two of the slices and then insisted Olga try the last one. Did you eat the entire piece? Yes, it's like small piece. And then what happened? I got sick. She said she... Threw up violently. And? Then after that, I don't remember anything. So she tells you this story. What are you thinking? I am suspicious. With Olga acting woozy, Rogers wondered if she was a drug user. I said to her, I says, Olga, I said, I want to believe you. However, this doesn't add up. But she was adamant. Adamant. This 100% happened. And this woman is up to something. In the garbage, Rogers did see something. I walked over to the waste paper basket, and right there was this plastic container with what appeared to be the remnants of pastry. Something that looked good. (laughs) Olga identified it as the cheesecake box. Rogers told his evidence team to bag it and tag it. Whatever had been in that box, Olga said it had made her very sick. 
You almost died. Yeah, I was in coma 34 minutes. But Olga admits doctors didn't find anything suspicious in her system. Still, she told Rogers she was hospitalized twice. He called the hospital to confirm, but says they wouldn't divulge patient information. Which again led me to believe that maybe she wasn't telling the truth. Rogers did try to find Victoria Nazirova, but couldn't. It sounds like at that point, this case is almost over. Dead. But a few months later, the case came back to life when Rogers found a new witness, a neighbor of Olga's, who reported seeing a woman visiting her the day after the alleged cheesecake incident. He told me that a woman had come and gone a few times. The neighbor said the mysterious woman had told him Olga was sick. And when he went to check on Olga, he walked into a surreal scene and called an ambulance. Her room was like a sauna. Someone had turned the heat on full blast, even though it was a hot August day. And Olga was passed out in the bed, barely dressed. When she is discovered, she's discovered in this sort of uh, racy lingerie. Olga was stunned by this detail because she had been wearing sweatpants. So, someone changed you. Yeah. Changed your clothes. Yeah. And there was more. Pills were strewn all over the floor. Rogers wondered, had someone tried to kill Olga and then staged the scene to make it look like a suicide? Rogers realized that Olga had probably been telling the truth all along. I do have to make that sort of uncomfortable apology to her of, uh, I'm truly sorry for not believing you 100% at first. Rogers now turned his attention again to finding the suspect in this case, Olga's client, Victoria Nazirova. But where was she? Rogers had no way of knowing that someone else was also trying to find her. His name is Herman Weisberg. He's a private eye and a retired New York City detective. Weisberg was tracking Victoria through ads on Russian dating sites and social media where he says some of her outreach seemed designed for a niche audience. Should I be Herman? Yes, please. She was advertising her services as a dominatrix slash escort. He believed Victoria was using online ads to commit crimes of opportunity. She would knock out with knockout drugs, taking money, watches, jewelry, whatever she could get. And he suspected Victoria had done something much worse. With the fog of her mysterious illness behind her, Olga Tezvik says she went back to work sharing the story of her harrowing ordeal. That's when another client told her something she never expected to hear. She said, you know, one of my husband friend, I think somebody also drug him. His name is Ruben. The client put Olga in touch with the other drugging victim, a man named Ruben Borakov. About two months before Olga ate that cheesecake, Ruben, who ran a nearby dry cleaning business, met a woman on a Russian dating site. Her name? Victoria Nazirova. She said she a good cook, and I said, I love to eat. <laughs> the two arranged to meet at her place for dinner. I just took one bite of fish and I was out of it in five minutes. Reuben says he passed out and Victoria allegedly went on a shopping spree. She took like 800, maybe 1,000 in my all together in cash, 2,400 in American Express. So she's living high on the hog on your money. Absolutely. And then she brought me here. Two days later, Reuben had still been out of it when Victoria literally took him to the cleaners. <laughs> One of Ruben's employees recorded video. She is walking here and there and making some stories to my workers. Oh, we had wine. He drank two bottles of wine. I don't remember nothing. 
Luckily, Reuben's sister called an ambulance. Victoria would flee the scene before it arrived, but not before cleaning him out. I have some money in the basement, a couple hundred here. She took it. She took the watch. And Reuben believes Victoria took a lot more than that. Did you almost die? I think so. That's how I was. But private eye Herman Weisberg says when it comes to Victoria Nazirova, Olga and Rubin may have been the lucky ones. In 2017, Weisberg began working with Nadia Ford. Nadia says her mother, Ala Alexinko, with whom she was very close, had gone missing back home in Russia. Nadia says before her mother disappeared, she had mentioned making a new best friend. The friend's name, Victoria Nazirova. Before Victoria came to New York, she was living in Russia and become had become Allah's neighbor in the apartment next door. And so every day you would talk to her? Every day. Here's your mother, standing next to you. And here's Victoria. And they seem like an odd couple. Right. You just wouldn't think they'd hang out with each other. She was always trying to be very friendly with her. You know, and my mom, she trusts everyone. In the fall of 2014, Allah had told Nadia she would be sending her daughter special gifts. Her new best friend, Victoria, would bring them. Victoria would be carrying $6,000 in cash and other valuables, including two fur coats, to be hand-delivered to Nadia. But Victoria never showed, and on October 5th, Nadia tried to call her mother, but couldn't reach her. How many times did you call your mother that day, October 5th? Oh, a lot. A lot. Like a hundred. Really? A hundred times? At least. At least. I tried everything. So, what are you thinking? I got afraid because for eight years she never hap- she never happened that she didn't answer the phone. Never. I saw the last person who called her. It was Victoria. The call had come in at 11 p.m. and there were no other calls after it. I just started to have this feeling that something happened. Something terrible. Hope turned to heartbreak in April 2015 when she got a disturbing phone call. Charred human remains had been found in a remote area about a two-hour drive from Allah's apartment. Authorities called Nadia in to make an identification. I said, no, that's not her. It's, it's just remains. And then a few minutes later, I started looking at her teeth. And you knew, you knew it was your mother. The Russian town of Armavir is about 110 miles from Krasnodar. It's important to this case because it's where Victoria Nazirova grew up and where Allah's body was dumped. Amazingly, the women, woman Russian authorities wanted for the murder of Nadia's mother was now living with her boyfriend in Nadia's own backyard. Four or five blocks away. You gotta be kidding me. No. That boyfriend told 48 Hours that he eventually became one of Victoria's victims himself. He says not only did she steal from him, but that she killed his beloved beagle, Joey. Apparently, Victoria got very jealous of the dog getting all the spotlight in that house and decided to poison the beagle. Allegedly, <laughs> on the Beagle's birthday. I'm a dog lover, yeah, so that's tough. And Joey's, and Joey the Beagle's demise didn't sit well with Victoria's neighbors either. She killed his dog, that bitch. She killed his dog. <laughs> but now Weisberg knew the hunt was finally over. He says he called Interpol and Homeland Security, but neither one agreed to take action, so he alerted the NYPD on March 20. 2017, the police made their move. The woman who had once posed as a dominatrix suddenly found herself in handcuffs. Roger says the cheesecake case suddenly started to make sense. Olga had something that Victoria wanted, and it wasn't money. 
and it wasn't handbags. He says the instant he started reviewing police evidence photos, he saw something that made it clear exactly what Victoria was after. An ID of Olga's was found in Victoria's apartment. The picture looked eerily similar to Victoria herself. I think she wanted to kill this woman and assume her identity. To back up his theory, Rogers knew he would need to prove that Olga's cheesecake had been poisoned. When he sent the container from Olga's home to a lab, they found nothing. But when Rogers decided to send it for more, extes- for more extensive testing, he got a hit. Phenazepam is a sedative, primarily used at the time in Russia. It makes you sleepy? Sleepy, then coma, then death. Rogers learned that phenazepam is especially dangerous in a hot environment. Remember the heater? (laughs) Remember the heater in Olga's room had been left on high, and Victoria's DNA was on the cheesecake box. It takes the trot. It takes the jury in her trial only an hour and a half to reach a verdict: guilty of attempted murder in the second degree. Dun, dun, dun. So is phenazepam from a plant? No. (laughs) (laughs) What is the connection here? What is it from? I don't know. I just thought it was a really good story. But it is from some plant, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, originally. No, it's a really good story. I just thought it was. poor woman. Such an. I had to cut so much out. There's more. There's like, more like death than There's more craziness about That's crazy. the woman who lost her mother. That is, There's a lot more to this story, and it's a lot of, I don't want to say fun, because you know she hurt yeah. a lot of people, but it's just so bananas. It's totally bananas. This woman's so bananas. So I just felt like um, you guys needed to hear it. Yeah, no, and, it was And great. there were so many characters that I was like, the only way we can do this is if we... Yeah, a little playlet. We have to do a playlet. The uh, How to Survive Players. <laughs> Once Love again, it. How to Survive Once again. Players. Once again. <laughs> Thank you so well, much for listening to my tales. That was awesome. That was great. And we'll be right back after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to How to Survive. Christine, how was your break? Had some texting back and forth with my mom. Oh, the remote is missing. The, oh, did she think you packed it? That is so weird. I, I, you didn't introduce me. I'm sorry. That's, That's okay. okay. You can jump in. <laughs> Just a stranger in the room. That Please. is weird that uh, because my mom, I was texting with her, she needs a new Apple remote. Oh, you oh. solve it for her? So I don't know. Maybe it's not that weird, actually. <laughs> no, it's 
it's pretty common it's for older ladies. It's strangely bizarre. Move. We're in the twilight zone. Does she, but what does she want you to do from <laughs> One she wants me to thousand miles away? She wants me to fly back to Ohio. I know. I don't understand. Find the remote. Does she think you know where it is? Did you take it? Guys, it's in my purse. Were no. you in her house? Yeah, I stayed. That's where we stayed oh, when we okay. were there. I was just in Ohio for a family reunion. She thinks you took the remote with you? Yeah, I did it just to fuck with her. This well, is it's, payback for my like, childhood. It's like the opposite of leaving your scarf or your earrings at a gentleman's house. Here's you what happened. took the remote. There, this is, yes, I will get invited back to her house. Yes. I will get more of that beef roast. Is it an Apple remote or like a regular? Oh, they don't, regular? they're not that highfalutin. It's a Magnavox. They only need one channel so they can watch every um, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, ah, Chicago CBS. Police. Wait, and where then do they live? Ohio. Why is it all Chicago that they're into? Because that show that's, was made for it's made for a certain demographic, and every iteration of Yellowstone. <laughs> you know, there's a prequel with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill now. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not they're, know. Do, How am I actors, ever going to catch they're up? They're actors now, guys. I, if Are they, they want to be, they're not terrible. Oh, did you watch it while you were there? Well, were you it to? was on. Uh-huh. So. You know how their grandparents that are like, oh, the kids are here. What do you want to watch? <laughs> my, my parents are like, your kids may want to go in the basement. <laughs> because we're watching this. Because this show has a lot of F-bombs. Oh, my God. So let's it. introduce okay, yes. our guest, yes. finally. Christian Duguay is here. Yes. He is the creator of Valley Heat. It is, if you're not listening to Valley Heat, people. It's Thanks. so funny. Get your Thank heads. You. I mean to our listeners. Get your heads out of your asses. Yeah. No, it's really funny. So I'm late to the game, and my son and Oliver is actually, full disclosure, in the other room, and he just came in to meet Christian because we just both started listening to it, and we're hooked. It's really, really, really funny. It's a scripted, comedic podcast. Yeah, it's, it's roughly scripted. It's rough, like, no, it's yeah. Not, yeah, it's like, kind of, I guess. But oh, okay. He, Christian's created this entire world in the Rancho Equestrian District of characters, of plots. It's so... And so many songs. <laughs> the commercials delight me. Yeah. Um, I have friends uh, across the world who listen. and we. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we are always texting jokes that we like back and forth to yeah. each other. And oh, cool. there's a um, one of these like and, and you have a Patreon um, for it, which, you know, do a Patreon or don't be, do a Patreon. But like mm. his Patreon really is so worth doing because it's not a long season. You have like one and a half seasons right they now. They take a long time to make. Yeah. And I was sidetracked with a TV thing, with, you know, around the podcast. And then now the strikes happen. So I'm able to go back and, and work on it. Um, but the it takes a long time to make. And I would I mean, imagine. I guess... The point being that that's I, I do it by myself, but it's such a specific thing. Yeah, that I've tried to have people help. Uh huh. Um, but it's it doesn't work not yet at least. Right. It's so I mean, your I voice. Yeah. It yeah. seems like it's so your vision and your voice. Um, but it's really really funny. And like if you're a person from I think maybe a certain generation who gets all these like these song references are killing because yes. I'm like oh my god this was so the music of my childhood right. in the Midwest of yeah, like me too. classic rock yeah. just that the, like the riffs on like guitar solos of Boston <laughs> yeah. or the the just like there was a on one of the episodes I just have to geek out on your show a little bit there was like. Doug is in a fight with somebody over, I think, a Michael McDonald. Is it a Michael McDonald song? Oh, that was on Good Morning Burbank. Yes, it's yeah. on Good Morning Burbank. That really happened. It did. That really. It wasn't Michael McDonald sings on the song. It's uh, uh, what a fool believes. Yes, yes, and it's like wait, wait, wait. Well, a lot first of, of all, the story. What is, then, what is Good Morning Burbank? Because I don't know. The, oh, this is the, the Patreon. It's okay. their biweekly. 
is it's like is, an addendum to they're small yeah they're like supplemental episodes oh. but they're but they're full storylines they're you know, really they're, it's really funny oh um, wow okay and they take about a week or two to make each one of them okay and the one she's talking about it was a lot of them are based on some things that really happened mm-hmm. and that was a friend a close friend that i always had an issue with yeah <laughs> we got into a fight about the meaning of what a fool believes and that was oh. the end of our relationship seriously yeah but it wasn't about the song right it was, you know it's but it kind of was so for those of you who don't know on the show valley heat first of all you could listen to it no matter where you grew up or where you live but being a valley native myself um the references are really funny because there's just those kind of stores that absolutely exist in burbank it's just so specific it's funny i and i was making those stores up not really realizing that i they actually are there like, yeah i, I mean burbank is all like yeah. comic bo- book shops um the you know specific the bo- so specific. yes the board game place my son and i go to geeky tees um like vintage, you know, like typewriter repair. Yeah, 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 right, right, yeah. right, right. Like old dusty shops that still exist. And somehow. they're they're sun bleached, like yes. they're just frozen in time. Yeah, it's the best. I love it. Well, what we really want to know is what you've survived and how you did it. Well, you asked me what I've survived, and I thought that it would be actually with my kids, the age they are just starting to get into relationships and getting their mm. hearts broken. Oh. <laughs> I just have this long history of very uh, dysfunctional relationships. Okay. And I went through a lot of infatuation stages mm. that I thought I would talk about. Great. I we think can all relate to that. Can you <laughs> no. really? I can't. No, no you what? can't, Christy. <laughs> well, can you? Like, yes. Is, is that what, I, I guess before I came in, I, I wondered, well, is this just what everyone goes through? I mean. Does everyone go through just terrible relationships forever and then you find a good one i feel like that's got some universality to yeah. it you know of like but it's always fun hearing someone else yes <laughs> yes it always is well i was i i think that f- when i f- like at second grade it started where i would get infatuated with somebody mm-hmm. and i remember i bought this girl a license actually it was used it in Valley Heat. This was part of a real story. Yes, I bought a license plate with her name on it in second oh. grade and a Holly Hobby necklace. Oh my oh god, god. Holly Hobby! So, <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> just like clutch our hearts. Our, <laughs> hobby? our second grade yes. versions of ourselves are swooning. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you someone... guys know what that is. Yes. Holly Hobby. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, yes. And uh, I think it's still around, but it's funny. It always it started then where I felt like. You couldn't just have a crush on somebody. You had to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So into my answer was always, well, get her something. Oh. Yeah. But I didn't have, I didn't know how to give it to her. So I told her I found the necklace on oh. the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's, a, la- here's a dirty piece yeah, of jewelry. I found a Holly Hobby, a brand new necklace. Yeah. And then later, that recess, I was like, oh, I also found a license plate with, with your, your name. name on it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cute. And then later, I had to tell her that I bought the license plate, but I found the necklace. So yes. it was like a half lie. Yeah. How so did she's she like, react? I don't trust this guy. Yeah. How did she react? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was second grade. I don't yeah. think she would know how to react. Yeah. And I, I think like, that was okay. what I experienced a lot was I, I think I came on too strong mm. when I was that age. And it's uh, pretty bold moves. The double gift. I did a lot of bold moves that were ill-advised mm-hmm. really you should just have a crush and then just, <laughs> just deal feel with it. it just, just feel deal with it, it yeah but for me it was like every night i would go tomorrow i'm gonna <laughs> ask her out and then i'd wake up every morning and be like i there's no way you're asking her yeah. out um 
But then after that, it was another girl in third or fourth grade, and uh, I had written that I loved Julie all over this folder. Oh, no. And someone found it on the... Oh, <laughs> said, no. I was sitting on the bus, and this kid goes, you love Julie? I said, what? No, I don't. And she was sitting right in front of me. Oh. He goes, well, you wrote it all over your oh. <laughs> uh, I, I once wrote on my shoe, because that was like a thing back then. Yeah. You know, you like write on your tennis shoes? Yeah. Yes. Like I wrote on the, on the side part of my shoe, I love RB, which were the initials of this kid. I. It was one of those things where like, I don't think I actually had a crush on him, but my friend had a crush and or was going out yes. with his friends. So I kind of talked myself into that I was had a crush on him. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think he saw it. And it was just but it, but awful. it's ambiguous because RB could be Well I thought a second later after it happened I was like, I should have said it stood for root beer. Yes. <laughs> yes. This was in Richie Blackmore. High. I love Richie Blackmore. Exactly. <laughs> it was yeah. So anyway I understand that oh so yes. oh that's bad. That's I, bad. I gave yeah. a kid in third grade who was only my boyfriend because two girls that were my friend, they were kind of mean girls that were my friends, said, Jason's your boyfriend now. <laughs> and I was like, you really live in some movie, I swear okay, to God. Okay, Jason's my boyfriend. And so- we I loved a, that, when that because they were like a rule. It'd be yeah. like, okay, we're just a thing. That never yes. happened to me. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> and then, so we had these Christmas fairs at school where yeah. you could go in and buy like gifts. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was going to buy me something at the Christmas fair. I didn't know what it was going to be. I'm sorry. How old, how old is third she? grade? Oh, okay. So we're eight or nine. Okay. So my idea, cause I was like, I'm cool. I like rock and roll. I bought him. <laughs> well, if you're cool, you like rock. And yeah. Roll. <laughs> yeah I, I was a cool kid. I had older brothers. So I bought him the 45 of Billy Squires, Everybody Wants You. Oh, yeah. I loved Hell Billy Squires. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I gave him. And that's I, so cute. That's like, great. Yeah. That's what I gave him. And, and how did he react? I don't remember. But then I had to break up with him because they told me. It to was time? Up. Yeah. They said, they, remember this? I think I told you the story. They they passed me a yes. note that Wait, said. There's just a star chamber that decides who dates <laughs> and who doesn't? These two girls, they decided. <laughs> they were the cheerleaders that said, he, you've been acting like a bitch. Since you've been dating Jason. I, I remember that. And <laughs> right. now you have to break up with eight him. Girls. This is Lord eight of the Flies school yes. we were going to. It's amazing. Yes. Wait, that so, they had that kind of control. Yeah. I know this is not the point of the story, but you're telling me that at the school fair they sold a 45 of Billy Squire? I'm pretty sure I got that from Kmart. Like, okay. I think right. I was like, you're not going to get something cool for a boy who is the captain of the A squad football team. Wait, I don't PS. understand. You had football and cheerleaders well, in it was third grade? It wasn't through the school. It was like oh, pee-wee, it was pee-wee, pee-wee football. football. Okay. All right. Well, I love how bold you were because yes. it sounds sweet and not gross. Well, no, I, I don't know if it was ever so gross, but like... I think it's hard to be on the other end of sweetness if it's coming out of nowhere. And I think at that yeah. age, it probably felt that way. Sure. And, I, and that, that continued. But I guess... I it defined everything I thought about was a girl. Mm-hmm. Wow! For I mean, for just I don't know what it was if there was something missing from my life or, uh, but there was something about that acceptance that I think I was looking for. And then when I was, I put so much energy into it. When I was thirteen, my girlfriend was eighteen. Wow! What? Yeah. Wait, you were dating what? an adult? Yeah. Well, I, she was technically she had graduated. <laughs> She had graduated yeah. high school and was going to go to college. How did you... Wait, what? How did you even find an 18-year-old when you were 13? 
I just went looking for one. I guess. <laughs> Is that all you have to do? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, well, it was my best friend's stepsister. Uh-huh. Which sounds like a porn and video. And what was wrong yeah. with her? Because that's really fucking weird. What's wrong with her? Yes. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, he was tall, probably. Did yeah. you look older than and you he were? Was probably. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. Did you give her a Holly I Hobby didn't necklace? Feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd grown past that. <laughs> wow! And then, how long did you I date got her, her Billy for? Joel album? <laughs> <laughs> good call. Good call. Glass houses. Did you did you um, date for a long time? We dated for actually. The funny thing is that was probably one of the better relationships <laughs> and then we, it was you know we both really liked each other uh-huh. and uh and then we my family moved from arizona to maine and then i went back to this this you know i didn't know what to do mm-hmm. you know and i would continue fixating there was a girl when i was in high school that we would stare at each other mm-hmm. We, they were always older. All, these yes. girls were always so older. Did, After did that you, relationship, they were always older. Did you have older sisters or something? No. Did you have any sisters? No. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, my family was wolves. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. Now it all makes Did your family know you were dating an 18-year-old? They did. And I mentioned it to my mom recently because I was thinking about talking about this. Uh-huh. And she said, yeah, I really had a problem. Sorry. I, she said, I really had a problem with that. But she- She didn't voice it. She, she didn't have Ooh. a problem with it. I mean, no you were did. in junior high, and she was about to go to college. Yeah, that's it's true. so weird. It's true, but it didn't feel weird. I don't okay. know. You know, maybe it, 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 it is weird. It sounds absurd. It sounds absurd. But it didn't seem absurd okay. for some reason. All right. Maybe you were very mature. Maybe. Or I just remember it wrong. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, but then, I, then we moved, and then I, again, was infatuated for... Mm-hmm. for uh, I didn't really have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. All of high school, I was infatuated with this one girl. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, I would ask her out. Oh, you did? Okay. And there was a reason that she couldn't do it. Okay. But it was just like, it had nothing to do with her. You know, when when it's like that, when it's that strong, you mm-hmm. don't know somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like there's something, something, something is happening for you that you aren't getting mm. from, you know, I don't know what. But if it's directed at one particular person, then... You don't think it's about her? Well, I think that you can think someone's cute and have a crush on them, but if you're obsessed, oh, I think it's Oh, I know, see. You. So you really didn't know her? Well, I knew her. I mean, we went to high school together. Right. She was, she was older than me, but it. I've just been thinking a lot about it because uh, my kids have both, you know, they started dating here and there, and, and a few things have happened where the one thing I think I got out of it that's good is that I can... I can say I relate to having your heart broken. I, yeah. I, I can mm-hmm. relate to liking somebody uh, but not being liked back necessarily and not mm-hmm. knowing what to do and feeling rejected. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have anyone to talk to about that when I was a kid. I mean, my parents were, were great, but yeah. they also, right. you know, I, I couldn't relate to them like that. But bo- you know? boys, I, I think boys probably have a lot of responsibility because, like, as a girl, I never asked someone out or, you know... I mean, maybe it's different now. I don't know. But, like, the boy has to make the move. And mm-hmm. that's, like, a lot of... Resp- that it must is. Be, yeah. You must have felt like... You're just putting yourself out there. Yeah. Over and over yes. again. Yeah. Getting yourself... Yeah. Yeah, if I put... But uh, I always thought if I could just put this energy into anything else, 
Right. <laughs> but I right. put so much into it where I would I would end up dating at least for a while somebody. Yeah. And when I went to college, I had um, like all my girlfriends were older okay. briefly, but I was I was never Professors. their equal. I was uh-huh. I was always a kid trying to make sure I was. But feeling less than, you know, mm-hmm. but wanting that that approval. That's so interesting that it was always older. So the balance was, it was for a long time. The, and, yeah. the balance was off a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Did it feel that way? Yeah. So, you so were I sort didn't. Of... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any any. I didn't have a girlfriend in, in uh, high school. I did in college briefly. I mean, not briefly, maybe a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it was like she was, I'm saying. She was or, the dean. Yeah, she was the dean. <laughs> she was the dean of the college. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. And then after college, did you still date older women? Uh, let me. Th- I don't think so. I, I, I might. I mean, I have since then, but um, no. I, I mean, it, I think that maybe I, I kind of balanced out and became mm-hmm. more, more healthy. <laughs> Um, and I mean, nothing happened. And there's nothing wrong with dating older no. women at that age, of course. I was just curious if it was like a thing that kept. I think that what it had to do more with was, I was trying to do, I, you know, it's you want what you can't have. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, you're chasing after a person who seems inaccessible, uh-huh. which again doesn't have anything to do with them. Right, it's your problem. Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right, right. Um, so, have yeah. you ever tried to figure out what it was that made you? I have, and uh-huh. I have never. I I don't know what it is. You know, I I really I really don't. I think it's also like your hormones are raging at that age, and you probably don't know what to do with it either. Maybe, and yeah. Maybe I don't know. What but do you? I mean, th- some oh. people had girlfriends and or yeah. boyfriends in, yeah. in high school. Yeah, it seems like that would be that would really prepare you for life, <laughs> you know, and relationships. And I think yeah. I, I guess one of the important things is if you don't learn to relate to whoever you're attracted to, to a partner in, mm-hmm. in, in some sense um, as a kid, it, you, you go into adulthood without being able to, to, to do it. And then I think that was true for me. Same here, 100%. Yeah. I did not have a boyfriend in high school and I definitely feel like I made mistakes dating that I should have made earlier. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know what I mean? I should have had some knowledge in my pocket yeah it wasn't for lack of wanting one i just didn't and just never had a boyfriend so yeah i do agree it's it's ideal if you could get a little bit of that out of the way yeah just a little bit to learn to i always admired that i'd be like oh they're a couple yeah they can just go and sit in a car and have a conversation (laughs) and not be nervous and (laughs) talk to each other right what were you gonna say christine oh i guess i was just gonna ask um when do you think you sort of figured it out or when uh, do you think it got better and sort of more maybe stable or healthy or i you know it, it's hard to say i mean you're like it has i'm happily married you know <laughs> um but i another thing that happened when i was in college is um there was somebody that i knew I don't want to say where I knew her from, but I knew her when I was younger and then I was in college and, and ran into her and I, we started dating and I became very infatuated with her. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, it was this thing where I just, she was a little older than me and I couldn't keep up and um, she cheated on me. Mm-hmm. I, I 
actually found her like in a oh. cinematic way oh, wow. in a bathroom. Oh no! no. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. it was. And then I uh, left. I was thinking about just telling that story when uh-huh. I came in here because it was on Christmas break in Boston, and I just walked through. Bo- I had nowhere to go. So mm-hmm. I was staying at her house, so I just walked. Wait, wait, wait. So paint, hold on. Let, paint the picture. So you're staying at her house. So it's a Christmas break. Uh, are you both, you're not both attending the same college? No. Okay. But it's in Boston. Okay. So you go and stay at her house. And it's this really nice four-story Cambridge. Like with her parents? Is that what you mean by her house? No. It was like a, it was like a relative's okay. uh, c- condo that she stayed with, with, with uh, three of their Okay. Girls that they went they went to uh, an art school. Okay. Yeah, and so I'm staying there. It's New Year's Eve. Um, we go to sleep after partying, and then I wake up mm-hmm. and there's someone else there. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, and I I mean I I just walked out into the snow. It was snowing. It was freezing. I remember walking across the Charles River, not knowing what I was going to do, and just sitting at the Christian Science Center. <laughs> I went to Berkeley College of Music, so oh, I spent okay. a lot of time there. But there was no one on the street, and I just sat there smoking cigarettes. And then later, I even tried to get back together with her oh, because I was—I no. I know. So wait, that's you're literally in the same bed with her, and then she gets up and goes to the bathroom, that's and there's right. some. Was that's the right. guy? Well, did, it was, did the guy stay from the party? What? It, well, what it was was it was. New Year's Eve, and so it was around 12 or maybe 1. Uh-huh. They were probably wandering in from another party. Um, I think he was a professor from oh, school. Oh, I know. Geez. He was so, he was just so. Um, and you caught them in the bathroom. He was like a beefcake kind of guy. Oh, beefcake professor. Yeah. That's the worst. Beefcake professor. That's yeah. like, I'm, I'm, picturing yeah. a, I'm picturing a calendar of a guy with glasses yep. holding them in his mouth yes. and no shirt. So they came over and then I yeah. and then they were all kind of hanging out and then I went back to sleep and then I woke up in bed and she still wasn't there. And then I mm. went up to the top floor um, and found them. Oh. And, but then, years later... She contacted me and told me that she had uh, gotten pregnant from me. What? And had an abortion. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. So she was going through a great deal, too. So what was that? Wow. Now, this is fascinating to me. What was your reaction to that? Well, I mean, how else could I react but sympathetically? I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. who, imagine what she went through. I mean, she Absolutely. had to do it all by herself. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I, I wasn't going to be mad. You know, no, I don't. She was yeah, I'm just curious. Years old. I was just curious yeah. if, from a man's perspective, it's like, well, that's something I would have wanted to know. Or, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it it definitely is. But I can also understand. I, I at least in that situation, I thought we yeah. were kids. And she did the decision. She really, yeah. and she had. I mean, this was like therapy for her to tell me. You know, oh, wow. she had been living with that, right? Um, but I think. The important lesson is that, you know, when you pursue someone too much, you really just get into a dangerous yeah. area. Yeah. So, My thing was always, how can I be more interesting? 
to oh, well, this person. Uh, see, that's a know. good approach. Well, it wasn't healthy. It was like a, <laughs> a healthier version of a problem. How can I myself? <laughs> yeah. How can I be person. a different person? <laughs> Maybe if I ask them out on the Jumbotron at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could have done I would have done did it you, if it was uh, available to me. <laughs> what were like your big, did you have any other like big, huge gestures? Well, yeah. I In high school, I said there was a girl. We would always stare yeah, at yeah. each mm-hmm, other, but mm-hmm. she would never, I, I just could never get her to really acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just liked the feeling of uh-huh. being admired um but at the end of when they were going to graduate she was a senior and i was a sophomore i i went and bought roses a dozen roses oh my God. and our lockers it was in maine so there's no locks on the most of the lockers <laughs> yeah so you can just put it so i just put them in there with a note uh-huh and all all that happened was she said thank you so much and i said sure and that was it. <laughs> it's very sweet it is. It was. It was sweet, yeah. but it, uh, it was painful. Yeah, it, yeah. I went through a lot. I mean, I just it consumed me. Yeah. Oh, I got to get the roses. Yeah. Oh. Did have you ever had big gestures thrown at you, Christine? Yeah, yeah. I had a guy that did a lot of stuff. And <laughs> it's too much. I was not. I mean, I was pretty clear that I wasn't into him. See, that's the thing I'm getting at, is the reading the room yeah. thing. Okay, so and you were pretty clear. I, he was one of my brother's friends, so he was, you know, he was older. He was, like, five years older than me, and I, I mean, I think I, yeah, I was an adult, but it was still, like, yeah, we're, this is not going to happen, and he would send, like, these big, giant packages of chocolates to my work, and, like, Whoa. he he took me to Las Vegas. Wait. You went? <laughs> well, she was did drugged. He ki- did he kidnap you? Were, no. Oh, the chocolates were drugged with plant no. poison? No, I was like, we're just friends. And he's like, I know. Uh-huh. But we're going to go to Vegas. And I was like, nothing's going to happen. Okay. And he's like, that's fine. <laughs> but I really want to take yeah. you. But yeah. he booked one room. Uh, we actually stayed with his family. Okay. But I think he was very, like his family, I think, had the impression that we were together. Mm-hmm. And so I kept having to sort of remind him. Yes. I mean, I was I was only like 19, mm-hmm. so I think I was also very naive about what kind of yeah. boundary like yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was smart enough at that point either to know like you can't just go to Vegas with a guy right. yeah. that likes you and be like we're friends. Right. I mean, I didn't let anything happen, you know, but And was, I had that problem too with boundaries both directions. I think I've continue to struggle with knowing what my own boundaries are of saying yes to things. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other way around too, where it's like you're into somebody, it's like, well, if they said no. Right. See, you that's, just have that's to put the, them out of your mind. That's the yeah. thing I don't get and that I see, uh, that's kind of what I was getting at, was that with certain men who like, how do you think this is going? Like, how do you not see how the other person is reacting? Yeah. Like, I also think there's so much perpetuated in popular culture and romantic movies where it's this dynamic of the woman doesn't like it's this dynamic of they don't get along and she keeps saying no. And there's this <laughs> tension. Right. But eventually it, yeah. they, they come together. And mm-hmm. so I think there is an idea that like men think, right. well, if I just keep working at it, right, mm-hmm. she's going to. I'm going to chip away at her yeah. and then eventually she's going to see how great I am. Yeah. But I don't, I think in real life that's not no. how it works. No. You don't, I mean, you don't usually like, well, in the beginning we hated right. each it other. Right. Really, it's more, probably it's more about 
you don't you really don't respect yourself and so you're looking outside for a mirror yeah that says yeah. you're okay yeah and i think that was probably what it was for me you know it's just learning getting having my own direction and and having my own life and uh goals yeah but i but i started I mean, second grade, you don't have goals. So, I, so, <laughs> right. so like when I was little, yeah. I, I think that I got into this pattern mm-hmm. of, oh, that's how you're okay, mm. is if a girl likes Sure. You. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Well, this has been so interesting. Thank you so much, Christian. And um, everybody listen to Valley Heat because yes. it's super funny. And it just has a weird, like, hypnotic rhythm that you get into it's really really good so thank thank you you so much for being here and we will be right back with what did we learn today okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply. Christine, are you ready to learn what we learned today? So ready. Here's 1992's Poison Ivy plot, dejected about her relationship with her father, Daryl, Tom Skerritt. Oh, so Daryl is her, oh, I see. A teen girl, Sylvie Cooper, Sarah Gilbert, grows closer to a fiery fellow student named Ivy, Drew Barrymore. But as much as Sylvie craves Ivy's wildness, Ivy in turn is attracted to Sylvie's comfortable home life. Ivy seduces Daryl in an attempt to have that life for herself and also takes steps to kill Sylvie's mother, Georgie, Cheryl Ladd, what? who is seriously ill, making it look like Sylvie is the guilty one. Oh my God, that is complex. Contrary to the plant, the devil's trumpet, the devil is much more famous for his fiddle playing until his embarrassing defeat in the state of Georgia. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, he is a one-man band, that yes. devil. <laughs> He's got those things where you clap your knees together and cymbals... You know, simple knee symbols. Sweet James. <laughs> Sweet James was indeed married to a real housewife not long after filming for season 16 of The Real Housewives of Orange, Orange County, County kicked off. Noella Berenger's husband, Sweet James Bear. Oh, Bear. It's not Berenger. It's Bergener. Sweet James Bergener served her divorce papers from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Ohio has the most hood dense per capita of any other state. White Snake has no comment about this statistic. <laughs> Garen is now available for any voiceover or acting opportunities. Great. Holly Hobby is a fictional character and children's toy created by American painter and illustrator Denise Holly Hobby. In the Wait, la- her name is Denise Holly Hobby? Mm-hmm. Yep. That is insane. You just blew my mind. I know. I actually knew that. Uh, I didn't know the Denise part. I thought her name was just Holly Hobby. 
In the late 1960s, at the encouragement of her brother-in-law, Hobby sold distinctive artwork of a cat-loving, rag-dress-wearing little girl in a giant bonnet to American Greetings in Cleveland, Ohio. The artwork, based on Holly's own children with rustic New England style of bygone era, became popular, and her originally nameless character, identified early as Blue Girl, became to be known as Holly Hobby. Hmm. I had um, Holly Hobby color forms. Oh, yeah, and I remember that those. that was extremely exciting. Did you have color forms? I loved color forms. I feel like I also had Holly Hobby bed sheets. Very possible. And I often was dressed as Holly Hobby, I think, in long <laughs> prairie dresses. Really? I didn't have the bonnet, but I think my I general look at that time was in a... There are definitely pictures of me with a bonnet Yeah, when I was younger. Well, we all know a little bit more yeah, we than sure we do. did at the beginning of the show. We've all learned. We've all grown. We have learned and grown. We've felt things. Mm-hmm. And um, go out there, everyone. Go out there in the world. Live a little. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Then come back. Listen to us some more. Go to our website or go to our social medias and say hello. We Oh, you know what we're going to do on the next show? We're going to read some of your names. Yes. We didn't get to it today. In some messages, I think. But we have some letters to catch up on, and yeah. we have some thanks to give to our Patreon members. We haven't done that for a while, and we owe you big time. So thank you. Right. And until then, remain, remain calm. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 